2: all right we are back with another episode of con air radio of course we are your hosts we got the birthday boy Artab. tab thank you thank you thank you that's right yesterday was his birthday so happy birthday to you <laughs> yeah five uh, oh, not one 50 not <laughs> half a century downhill from here brother yeah thanks <laughs> uh, of course we got the film dropout cameron hello hello we got our local criminologist jess hello and of course, the illegitimate love child of Hagrid—that's me. That's Jared. How's everybody doing this week? Uh, it's hot again, by the way. It mm-hmm. is. It's getting. The temperatures are going back up. Yes. I don't. I don't like it. No. All the
3: things. All the things. I thought winter was coming.
2: <laughs> only on TV. <laughs> yeah. Only on TV on Sunday nights. Uh, so we do have a very special guest uh, this week. We have Mr. Greg Fennell, the. Uh, Owner, CEO, the, the the top dog for Monkey Paw Entertainment. Uh, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. So uh, let let's go ahead and just dive right in. What what is what is Monkey Paw?
4: Monkey Paw is a, a company that my wife and I own. Uh, we own six conventions now that we've been running. Now uh, we started it up in 2010. Uh, uh, whenever we purchased uh, Subleton and Kanichua from these previous owners. And we've been running the Sabatina Sub- Konnichiwa by ourselves now since 2011. After we rolled it over to us, uh, and since then we've added four more shows, th- uh, two more anime conventions, and two more uh, furry conventions. So
2: nice. So, uh, so Sabaton is coming up here in three now. weeks, A little three over weeks. three weeks. Yep, three yep. weeks now. And uh, and first and foremost, thank you for letting us uh, letting us come by and see it. Uh, last year, we got a lot of great lot of great pictures and uh, a lot of great entertainment for that. Um, it's uh, honestly, it was one of my favorite shows of the year. Oh, thank you. I can definitely say that. Um, so what uh, so for for the people who don't know Sabatin, um, what does it all entail?
4: So Sabatin's really kind of um, our our primary uh, big convention. And what I mean by that is is it kind of encapsulates a lot of uh, what our smaller conventions do as well. But it focuses more on anime and Japanese pop culture. So if you look at if you look at Sabaku, Kenichiwa, and Kikori. They're really anime focused, and we try to pull in some of the, the Japanese pop culture into it a little bit, uh, but we just don't have the the revenue coming in for those shows to be able to to be able to bring in the international guests. Mm-hmm. What
5: other uh, pop culture from Japan are, do you try and bring in?
4: So what we what we've been doing over the last couple of years is um, bringing in uh, more of the bands, and we're looking at bringing in uh, a lot more of the. The overall encompassing what you see in Japan. So you'll where you see the maid cafes and all the anime cons. You're gonna ask a question, kid. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you leaning in. I'm just waiting. <laughs> um, so you'll see where uh, the anime, most anime cons will have cafes. Uh, what we're trying to do is bring in more of the the J rock, J pop, and start to bring in more of the uh, entertainment side that you'll see over, overseas and at some of the the larger K pop cons and stuff like that here in the United States. But a lot of the smaller cons, when I say small, even two to three thousand, really don't generate enough revenue to be able to pay for those flights. Mm-hmm. I mean, an average international flight can anywhere between twelve to two thousand dollars per person. So you're bringing a band of five, and you're already dropping ten thousand dollars mm-hmm. right there just on just flights. So. Oh,
5: okay. Uh, I was going to ask uh, about Super Sentai Yes. anything Super Sentai related. So, and, and over, actually, took us out to really well, and that's, that's,
4: that's one of the things that we're we're looking into. Um, we're trying to. We're trying to see – so here's – the problem we've ran into from a lot of this A lot of this perspective is and why you don't see it a lot here in, even in the United States is a lot of the guests over there really don't know that we want them over here. And that's a funny thing. People think, well, they're just too expensive or they, they just don't want to come. It's the exact opposite. Whenever you reach out to them, they're just like – they're floored and confused, and some of them don't even respond because they think that it's just – Mm-hmm. Not the case. Well, and, um,
2: and I, I can even attest to that. Actually, last year uh, we talked to Lady Beard, mm-hmm. and he even said, "I did not know that I had such a big following, not just in Arizona, but yep. in America as a whole." Yep. And I mean, he, he's like, "I have to start planning like <laughs> like a a tour." And I told him, "Just honestly, get on the con circuit yep. if you, if you can find the different cons. Just like just like Sabo, you'll make it out here."
4: And and that's kind of what, um, and we've got a lot of really good in I have two uh, actual uh, international managers who uh, are fluent in Japanese, and actually they fly over a couple times a year to help us with some of our negotiations. So it's helped kind of, I don't want to say legitimize, because I think we are legitimized now for a lot lot of the big bands over there, but it's made us more attainable, I think, and I think that's the thing when they see, one of our representatives walk in the door and talking to them it's not hey i'm joe from whatever whatever con i'd like you to come to my convention and, and that works but it, the touch and the feel of being face to face really kind of helps bring in the, the bigger pieces so um we're actually in a negotiations right now with a huge um international guest for sabo 2018. Uh, we're trying to get him signed before sabo this year so we can announce announcement closing ceremonies uh but not any lady beard, but even like this year, the, the, the Joe Stars, uh, the work that we've done for the past five six years, is finally starting to to show the the turn of all the work that we've done and be able to mm-hmm. actually reach out and somebody say, "Hey, yeah, I've heard of Monkey Paw Entertainment. I'd love to come to one of your shows." I mean, that's yeah. the greatest thing. Whenever I reach out international an guest, and that's the first word you hear back, it's just like, finally. Yeah, and
2: and, and I, I can even see too, like even in the past couple of years, like I last year was the first time I actually attended. Sabo and but I've had friends that have been there from the start and just to see the growth. I mean, what what were do, do you remember the numbers
4: from last year? Uh, nine thousand and I'm going to slaughter this last number seventy two something nine nine thousand seventy two nine thousand and change.
2: Which I mean, for for the venue was huge.
4: Yeah, that venue. Um. So uh, yes, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and the scary thing is. Um, uh, for everybody who's listening here, I usually don't share uh, this kind of information. My staff knows this. Um, we are currently 40% ahead of last year's numbers at this time last year. Now, that doesn't mean 40% ahead overall, but we're trending right now 40% ahead of last year's numbers at this current time wow. this far out. That's um, It's scary. And and why I say that is it's not scary that we can't handle it. Um, it's scary because the our whole uh, mantra and our motto for Sabo is, The big con with the little con feel. Yeah. And what I mean by that is, is we're never going to leave a hotel. Never. I will not let us leave a hotel because once you go into a convention center, it feels like you're walking in a hospital. There's there's no touch there's no feel to it it's just another show at that point and I'm not saying that's a bad thing for shows but it's it's one of those things that Sabo's always been in a hotel it's always had that touch and feel of a hotel kind of con and we've always tried to find a place to go to that we can say hey we're staying here uh, the good thing about the Sheraton is we can pack if we wanted to, which we're not going to, we could pack 20 to 25,000 people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, actual actually the fire marshal, and I, we've talked to a couple years ago, um, I think the max is 25 or 30 that we could do. Um, we don't want that. And, and what I've done over the past couple years is I have a big powwow with my staff after the conventions and I'd say, okay, here's where our number was. How, how are you? Are you comfortable? Cause what I don't want to do is I don't want our convention to grow faster than our staff. And I don't want it to grow to the point where my staff isn't having fun. And that's the key. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all getting paid somehow. Everybody is uh, volunteers, well not volunteers, event support and staff are doing through the barter system. So they are getting something in return for the hours that they work. Um, So, but I don't want them to feel like they're working. I want them to actually enjoy what they're doing and I want them to have fun at the con. Um, I try to, whenever we have new event support come in, I, I try to say, okay, I don't want you working any more than eight hours for the, fir- for the first year. You know, well, I'm, a, I'm a workaholic. I need to work. I need to work. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, but I want you to come and I want you to help, but then I want you to enjoy the con because the more you see the con, the better next year you're going to be able to help in potentially a yeah. better area or even where you're helping, you're going to see the bigger picture. So uh, we've always said um, we were at 7,500 uh, numbers a couple of previous years, and, and I sat down with my staff and I asked um, – what number are you comfortable growing to now? We said 10,000. And so we just did under nine ne- last year. We're probably going to be between 12 and 13 this year. Um, so what my staff and I have said is, OK, well, we're going to probably be between 12 and 13. Where do we want to be? And, and that's kind of where we want to land. We want to stay in the, the, 12, to, the 14, 12 to 14 range and manage it accordingly. How do we manage it so that we don't just completely explode after that? I don't know, but we'll try to find something. I won't do a cap because a cap scares people away. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll try to figure out some kind of mechanism to make it so that we, we don't have the explosion of fifteen to twenty to thirty thousand. Because it sounds great and all, they have a big con, but it's not fun, and, yeah. and I don't want to. I kill myself now. My <laughs> wife and I work like crazy all the time right now for the six shows that we do. I really can't see us. Doing more than that, I apologize. I talk like crazy. So oh I'm no, just no, that, if that's you need that's to. fine. That, that, <laughs> that's that's what the show is <laughs> about. are you on.
1: I remember seeing the pictures when you were preparing. You had the truck, Yep. and you had the truck and the trailer, and you're getting ready to go. And then it was just like about a week, to two weeks later, you're just the same. Had the truck and the trailer <laughs> and <laughs> ready to go. ready to go again Yep, and so. now
4: and now instead of having the um, the race at the end, which was uh, Arizona FurCon and Kikori Con the previous years, now uh, AFC is in November. And now we have the spring rush, which is Kikori's Kikori. in March, Konnichiwa's in April, and Sabaku's in May. So we now have <laughs> three cons month by month by month going into, into the May time frame.
1: Well, I'm looking forward to Kikori because uh, I'm going, oh, yeah, mountains. Yeah, I wanted <laughs> to go last year, <laughs> and it kind of...
4: I love conflicted. I love Kikori. If, there, if there's any one con that I, I just really enjoy being at, it's Kikori because I actually get to sit back, talk to my staff, watch the convention from a, a very calm perspective because it's literally two hallways mm-hmm. and to manage that you could probably have two people standing on each end and you <laughs> wouldn't have to worry about too much more so but it's nice because i actually get a chance to interact a lot with my staff uh, and a lot more of uh, we kind of use that as the um thank you con for our senior staff that helped helped out with the other cons if they're they're the rock stars of the year they're the ones that kind of get tapped to, to roll over to the to Kikori because they all call it vacation con. I've stopped them from <laughs> calling it that because they were treating it like vacation con, um, so we, we kind of curtail the using that verbiage. But it's it's a fun con. It's gorgeous if you're a cosplayer. The the scenery, the 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 uh, forest behind is just gorgeous. I, I love it.
1: Yeah, we're definitely uh, hoping to go up to that one when uh, when it's in March this yeah, year. Yeah, March
4: second, third, and fourth.
1: Yeah, so we're definitely looking forward to that. Last year, I was trying to arrange uh, an interview with uh, Johnny. Okay. Um, and I'm very excited the fact that he's going to be down here this time. So. We had
4: to bring him because uh, this is the last year for iShine. And yeah. so we're one of the last con- last events that iShine's actually made performing at. So when he told me that at Kikori, I'm like, okay, um, yeah, you know. I need you to come to Subleton. So how are we going to make this happen? And he was happy to. We actually had him, I'm going to forget the year um we had him in 2010 mm. i think um and we've had him a couple since since that he's he's an awesome guest i mean i can't honestly i really can't say that we've had one guest that i wouldn't want to bring back so but he's he's amazing yeah
1: he's one that i want to get an interview with so I'm, yeah. i've reached out to him already it's like hey uh <laughs>
4: he's hard he's hard to respond he's a busy guy well i chatted so, uh, to
1: him last year okay um, before it but, but uh, i haven't gotten in touch with him this year yet yep
3: So in light of recent events, what all of our listeners are Uh, wanting to know and what the criminologist has to bring up is, okay, well, weapons policy or even dress code policy. Mm -hmm. Let's go from the beginning. What are you imposing to make sure that your guests are safe?
4: We're not changing anything from previous years. Um, And I think where we can be successful is all of my security staff, the person with the Shortest amount of tenure is five years. That says a lot. And, and what I mean by that is that means this my senior staff, the 10 people that are walking on the floor, uh, just seniors, have been with me for at least five years and have done the process and have done five or six cons a year with me. Um, I've come from a Fortune 500 background. I was a uh, senior manager and senior director inside of IBM. Uh, I cut my teeth actually going into um, companies when I worked for Arthur Anderson and telling them what they did wrong, building processes that helped them do right, and then in the process, unfortunately, some people potentially lost their jobs because I've automated some of the systems. So I kind of took that mentality whenever I m- went into conventions, and we have this entire playbook in the background of everything that we do. And, and when somebody says, security wise, well, how do you do uh, projects? And I, and I pull out the document and I show them to them and say, here's our process, here's what we've done here's where we do it at, here's the things that we do. Um, I think that kind of helps us uh, when we sit down at the table and people are antsy about, okay, well, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? I can say, well, here, let's talk to Mike, who's been with me for the past seven years, or do you want to talk to Josh, who's been with me since the past 10 years? And, and it kind of helps them kind of relax a little bit because we, a lot of people see anime cons specifically, not comic cons as much, but anime cons is kind of ran by kids. Um, and that's kind of the mentality that a lot of people have and 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 when I sit down the first time they kind of sit back and relax a little bit because okay well okay here's this guy in his 40s who's actually running the show maybe this isn't uh, a fly-by-night event so to answer uh, the your question a little bit deeper um, we're not changing anything Uh, we're we're adding two and one of the things that my wife and I sat down Stacy who's a part owner as well um, sat down last year and said okay what can we do now that we are sitting to see some of the growth, where can we put some of this revenue that's coming in? And we said, well, we don't need to, but I think it w- gets to the point when we are going to hit 10000 and we start needing to do bag checks. And it's just because we should. There comes a point where you should take responsibility, and you need to just say, okay, I'm going to take some of this money, and here's where I'm going to put it, and it's going to be for the security of my event. Um, so it, it, the the change we made this year, Even though it kind of looks like we made it because of the things that have transpired over the past six months, they were already in works for the past eight to ten just because these are the things that we're working on. So the one change we are doing this year is we are adding a bag check process uh, to the main registration floor and then also to each level of the elevator exits so that people that are coming off will even go through bag checks. Um, We hired an outside team. We aren't using any... um, Uh, uh, city ran uh, security uh, and we're using a team that actually does uh, big venue concerts and and stuff like that like VIP security yeah and and I've actually had a couple staff that have worked for them in the past uh, as well so they come with pretty high regard so um, the other thing that we're going to be doing is we've always done the prop check and I think the one thing that we do really well at all our shows is as soon as you walk in our door there's registration, and right beside registration is prop check. Mm-hmm. And that's where it should be. You should not put a step in my show until you get your prop checked. And, and like um, we were at a show in, in July in California, and this year they actually had it out in their uh, main area, but in previous years the prop check was in the vendor hall. Yeah. Well, that doesn't help whenever the prop's already made it through the doors and, and, and it's in there. Um so I think the one thing that we've always done well is like I said is had the props checked as soon as they come in. We are increasing the check though this year with also saying any large uh, costumes anything that could potentially cause hazard or if there's something on it that maybe just can't go through the show or if you have a gun that's somewhat melted or or something onto the 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 outfit all we ask is that you bring you come over let's let's check it as well just to make sure there isn't anything wrong with it nothing gonna fall off uh... but we aren't really making any drastic negative changes to to our events
2: which is which is a big thing i know for for a lot of people who a lot of friends who are professional cosplayers you know they I, I have to admit they were worried because I mean number one, having having an anime convention the the cosplays and the weaponry involved in anime are above and beyond reality right so i I had a friend and we were we were talking about I was like i'm I'm sure I'm sure something's gonna be in play mm-hmm. but I don't think you're gonna have to worry because I e- even from last year seeing the security and everything like that it, it was it was very well well placed out
4: well and 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 that's where um, we've made two announcements the announcement mm-hmm. that happened on that Thursday night of the, the show here in Phoenix um, And the only reason why we made that announcement is um, I was working at the booth at that show and mm-hmm. um, everything had happened and in that day I received 70 private messages Wow 30 emails and I was tagged on like 15 20 um, Facebook conversations and Friend, friends were taking snapshots of conversations going on inside of social media, and the comment was, well, what is Selbiton going to do? Um, the panic had already started, yeah. and and I felt, you know, we've got to nip this in the bud and, and just say, hey, as of right now, we're not making any changes. We'll work with local law enforcement, and we'll do what we need to do. Uh, but the, the big thing is, and the thing that scares me is, we probably spend more at Sabaton on cosplay than any other convention in Arizona. We really do. Yeah. I mean, you look at the international guests, you look at all the costs we're putting behind it, you look at everything we're doing. We're really putting a lot of money into that. That's one of our, I don't want to say bread and butters, but it is. Um, so that kind of got me scared really quick. Um, I honestly can say if you, my wife and I were looking through all the Flickr um, pictures because we're working on a montage for, um, for this year, and we looked at the cosplays in 2008. And then we started looking at all the cosplays as we kept on going year by year. And this cosplay community here in mm-hmm. Arizona is just, it's amazing. It really yeah. is. I mean, the growth that they've done in the short 10 years and the, the, the capabilities that you can see and just the, the sheer uh, amazement that, I, that you can see uh, with the, the ultimates just blow me away. I mean, this year's Masquerade for Sal, fill it up in 23 hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah, We've that. never mm-hmm. filled up in 23 hours. So, I mean, it was just crazy. Usually it's about a two-week time frame for us to fill up the masquerade. We had 60 entries in 23 hours. Yeah.
2: I know well, one of my friends was actually kind of bummed they couldn't make it in. I was like, <laughs> hey, you, you got to be on the
4: ball. Well, we had the skit contest, so that's one of the other things. And yeah. that's one of the things with Selvatin, what we're doing, is trying to find ways to not make events bigger, but start slicing off some of those events to be able to allow people that – if, you really don't, if you're coming to the Masquerade and you're really doing the Masquerade because you're doing it for your skit, then, hey, you know what? Check out the skit contest. Last year, I think we had seven entries. We're already at 18 right now. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think that's the thing that I, we're trying to do, which is not make stuff huge because I don't like a Masquerade that runs for three hours, four, four hours, yeah. five hours. Nobody does. Um, but what can we do to kind of slice some of that off and still give people a, a venue to be able to do something but they don't have to worry about getting kicked out because they didn't make the 60.
5: So I actually have a friend who introduced me to Sabaten Khan. Um, It was the first one. She's who I went with when I went my first time. And she was uh, curious if there was gonna be anything done for like kind of a quality control for panels. She notices some panels kind of come off a little more disorganized, Um, not necessarily amateur, but, and she was wondering what you were doing to kind of do maybe some more quality control or bring, bring more dynamic and so, interesting and, things? And that's
4: and that's, a, that's a good question. And and so part of my IT background, um, if you guys follow me on Facebook at all, um, one of the things that I am working on right now is called ConMagic. Um, and it is an entire system to help manage conventions. And again, it's my whole IBM background of mm-hmm. building things to make things simpler so that you don't have to have as many heads at the table. Uh, but one of the other things is, is um, I am a fanatic with data. I love data, I want data, and I think the one area that I don't have good data for right now is the review process for panels. Um, we send out staff to go in and review panels that we potentially are gonna like for next year um, or for future years, but we don't have the manpower to be able to go to all 18 panel rooms during Salvo and kind of review them all. So um, I'm gonna be launching the mobile app for Con Magic right before Salvo this year, Uh, It won't have it for Subleton, but it will have for Arizona FurCon. You will be able to rate the panel directly inside of the mobile app. Nice. Well, that sounds super exciting. Yeah. That would be something useful. And, and, and again, it's one of those things that it helps us kind of know now because now since it's all in the data – when somebody submits for next year, I can start to see reviews of their previous panels. I can start to see comments. I can start to see, okay, do I really want to pick this panel? Oh, it's got five one-star reviews and doesn't have anything above a three. Okay, let's see, let's put it to the B category. Let's see if there's other things we can we can do as well. So it's, it's all about trying to use the data that we do collect in, a, in a, a simple way, but a good way for us to be able to make the shows better. Um, and it, the problem is Salvo is such a beast that we had this year 700 panel submissions. Wow. Ooh. So, it, and it's to go through those 700 panel submissions is is daunting and, and my team goes through and, and reads them as much as they can, but the problem is, is you can be a, an eloquent writer and write the most amazing description in the world, but you might be a mouse in front of a, a, a mic in a panel room and mm-hmm. you don't know that by reading uh, panel submissions. So that's kind of what we've realized is we can do the first part great, and we can do the second part with the ones when we say, okay, hey, this panel looks good. Let's kind of reach, let's make sure we walk into their panel once over the weekend. Let's see how they are as a presenter. Not the panel, but let's see how the team is as a, a panelist group. And then if they are good, then we say, okay, hey, we reach out to them after the show, say, hey, we really liked a couple of panels we did see. We want to see more from you guys. How can we help you? Do you do other shows outside of Arizona, out of Phoenix? How can, we, how can we kind of start to work together to, to build up uh, better programming as well?
5: It sounds like uh, video submissions of prior panels would be helpful to, in the future.
4: Uh, it would, again, but it's all uh, video submissions are, are uh, huge, and you've got to watch the whole watch. thing. Mm-hmm. And then it comes down to, I mean, Sabo right now has 17 panel rooms running from 11 a.m. till 2 Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, and then Monday, 11 to 6. It's a lot of hours of video, and I can't even imagine the storage that it would take up. (laughs) That would take a lot, yeah. Yeah. High def is,
1: yeah. More
4: of a demo reel. Yeah, Yeah. yeah. there you go. (laughs) All
2: right, so uh, let's go ahead. Um, Now, uh, this year for Sabo, uh, what are the dates and prices for tickets if they're still available?
4: Uh, September 1st through the 4th, so that's Friday through Monday, uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, right now online, full events, $50. It'll be 55 or 60 at the door. I can't remember what the number is. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, one of the things we also did uh, last year was we reduced the Friday and Monday badge prices. So the Friday and Monday badge price is only $15 online nice. and $20 at the door. And then Saturday and Sunday is twenty five dollars online and thirty at the door.
2: So it's not not too late to get tickets. No,
4: no, no we don't we don't stop selling. That's good. Uh, and and it, it's um, like I said, we're 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 way ahead of last year, so it's it's exciting and kind of scary all in the, in the same breath.
2: Okay. And uh, where where can we follow uh, follow Sabo and, and the rest of your cons? Uh,
4: so you can follow all of our conventions either at. Um, www.sabotincon.com, kakoricon.com, sabakucan.com, azfurcon.com, or our new one we just added, (laughs) ittybittyfurcon.com. Awesome. I'm I'm not a busy person. Not at all. Not (laughs) even (laughs) (laughs) at
2: all. Well, thank you for for giving us the opportunity here and uh, joining us on the show. And uh, I I know I'm looking forward to to coming out and seeing Sabo and all the the awesome guests and everything that's just going to be going on that weekend. Thank you. So um, yeah, so we're going to go ahead and take a short break, and uh, we will be back.
1: Clever Art Studios has 15 years of experience with clients like NASA, the Arizona State Museum, Discovery Channel, Science Channel, and the National Geographic Television. She has skills in animation and illustration. You can find her at Facebook and LinkedIn. And she has her own website, www.cleverartstudio.com
0: clever <laughs> Hey everybody, Ed Vanderly here, the host of 1980-something. Do you love the 80s? Did you live through the 80s? Do you miss the 80s? Every week we celebrate the decade of decadence right here on Star Worldwide Network with 1980-something. We take you back in time. We talk about music, movies, TV, fashion, the games, whatever comes to mind. So join me here each week on 1980-something on Star Worldwide Networks. That's the fact, yeah! That's the fact, yeah! You're listening to Star Worldwide Networks, where you can host your own radio show. If you're looking for a way to get out your message, welcome to the future. Dave Pratt's Star Worldwide Networks offers you the opportunity to use our state-of-the-art studio to create your very own radio show. Our experienced and helpful production staff will help you every step of the way. Our free mobile app allows your listeners to take your show with them and play it live or on demand. Even if you're not in Arizona, we've got you covered with Skype technology so you can broadcast from anywhere in the world. Whether you're in it to grow your business, make a statement, deliver a message, or just have fun hosting your own show, Star Worldwide Networks can make it happen. Star Worldwide Networks, where you are the star. For more information, just visit us at starworldwidenetworks.com.
2: And we are back, and it's time for, uh, I guess, some nerd talk. Nerds.
4: <laughs> Nerds. I like
2: that. That was completely unplanned. <laughs> I think that that's going to be our new intro to that segment. Uh, so, Artab, Tab, uh, you actually went
1: to a little uh, small convention out here in, uh, in Phoenix. Maricopa Con. Yeah, Nerds. a little g- tabletop gaming con. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, I got to spend some time with uh, Jason, the owner, uh, the guy that runs it. Uh, and also spent some time with some game designers and uh, saw a couple friend, uh, some family uh, friendly faces that uh, <laughs> I've, I've seen and been around before. So it's kind of cool. That's good. It was a lot, It was. Uh, I mean, it was small, but I mean, they had uh, like a bigger room where the main room was where they were gaming, and then they had uh, RPG uh, type gaming on in the actual hotel. And then there was another room which I never saw anybody in, so I really don't know what (laughs) that one was for. So it it was the uh, the the chill out room, probably. Mm -hmm. Well, maybe. I think it had a specific use, but I just evidently didn't see anyone there when I was looking around. Because I was only able to make it on Sunday. Nice. But uh, it was definitely cool. Um, I'm beginning to really like these tabletop gaming uh, cons. Uh, Like Game on Expo is for more digital. Mm -hmm. But we did uh, uh, Andrew's uh, con, uh, what was it, Arizona Easy uh, game, easy game, game fair, yeah yeah, 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 easy game fair, and it's the same type of atmosphere. It's really cool, though. Yeah, that was nice.
2: I'm, I'm starting to get it, because uh, I, I've been doing D and D for like the past year with, mm-hmm. uh, with my group of friends down in Maricopa. So, I, I'm, I'm, I, I'm kind of sad that I missed it, but I, I needed a, I needed a weekend, so.
1: Well, don't get too much time because we're going right into another another con this next weekend. Yes, we are.
2: Game on Expo for those of you uh, video gamers, and even even they they even have some tabletop games there. But for those of you in the digital age of gaming, Game on Expo is this coming weekend. Uh, <laughs> it is the
1: uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday uh, dates. I can't remember. 11, eleven, twelfth, and thirteenth. I think something <laughs> like that yes yes because the yeah. 12th the 12th is saturday and uh, I'll, I'll only be able to do a part day on saturday yeah i i feel bad because um i'm doing a part day on on friday because i actually work that night um i have to do a part day on saturday because i have a barbecue um and then on but on sunday i'll be there all day so yeah i'm gonna try uh, i definitely won't be able to make it on friday but i'll be there saturday and sunday
2: Anyone else? So. Is there a Smash tournament going on? There's always a Smash tournament going on there. Every place I go, there's a Smash <laughs> tournament. Smash. Em. I I I think you could you you could find one. If not, just get a bunch of people and just raid the Smash room. Super Smash. It. I'm kind of down to do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then of course we got Sabo coming up. Uh, the the beginning or the end the end of this month beginning of Se- next beginning month. Beginning of next September. September. Yeah, beginning of next September. month. September. Yes. Uh which is gonna be great. Four days of AnimeCon. Uh, anime con. Yes, um, and I'm making an sure convention. I'm
1: available for everything.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna see hopefully I'll be able to take that Monday off. But if it's uh, if
1: it's double pay I'm gonna definitely work it. <laughs> um <laughs> well yeah let's just get our balls, our balls in a row and uh and make sure we uh get Balls in going. the
3: same court because not everyone in here.
1: Oh,
2: they're inside of you. Has
3: those kind of things?
2: Yeah, you have balls. It's just his.
3: Oh yes, that <laughs> n- nice firm grip. Yes, yes. yes, he'll have
2: to share. So, okay, so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that that's it for the upcoming conventions for now.
1: We do have uh, FanFest uh, coming up, Fan Fest, in, and, Keen and Halloween. In Keen, no
2: thrill Halloween. A uh, thrill Halloween. That's Used right. To be Keen Halloween. Used to be mm-hmm. Keen Halloween for those of you that were around last year.
1: Yeah, uh, the, unfortunately, they hadn't set up the media stuff yet, so we haven't. Uh... I, I
2: I actually was talking to um, oh, what's her name? Krista? Uh, yeah, Krista about uh, about it. She said she said for this year they're probably not going to do anything media, uh, just because really? just because it's kind of a kind of a newer thing. They want to get the feel for it. Um, but she said she she'd probably let us know if something comes up.
1: Ah, uh, that will be helpful.
2: Yes. So
3: I have a strange suggestion that I thought about for today, and at some point today, that okay. if you're going to be interested in a Halloween cosplay, the mayor of Halloween Town
1: from Nightmare
3: Before Christmas, you would do good with
2: that. I would do good with that, but how would I spin my head?
3: You wouldn't have to. You just have paper.
5: Um, yeah, like a, and a, and a paper.
2: rotating paper mache head. That could work. Mm -hmm. I could probably do that. Mm. Mm -hmm. All right. So, uh, movies. 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 Oh, there's been some movies that have
5: come out and passed us by and tanked at the box office royally, but Uh I hadn't seen any of those.
2: (laughs) What did you see?
5: (laughs) Uh, I saw Dunkirk, uh, the new Christopher Nolan epic, Mm -hmm. and... I'm not going to say that it made me feel like I wasn't as smart about movies as I am, but there was some confusing parts with the movie. Yeah. Um, and that's probably just my own personal hang-up about it. But other than that, it's completely well-crafted and a well-executed film. But just some of the context could have been uh, fleshed out a little bit more and... Uh, the non immediate nonlinear storytelling is a little jarring at first, but you get used to it. And it's, that it's really great.
2: Okay. And what, what else did you, did uh,
5: you see? cause I'm boring and I like documentaries. Um, and I don't care about your bias. Uh, <laughs> I went and saw an inconvenient sequel, <laughs> truth to power, Al Gore's climate crisis documentary. Uh, it was really good. It was fun to hear an update. It was nice to have some hope at the end of it because yeah. for as drastic and as dire as the situation is portrayed, it's nice to see that things are getting done and we are starting to move in a better direction.
2: All right, get off the floor. Yeah, I know.
5: <laughs> like finding out that there's already cities in the United States that are 100% renewable. Yeah. I, I, I didn't think we were, we were going to be getting to that. That milestone, for in the country, with this uh, backwards thinking we have about climate change or climate, the, the climate crisis, I thought it was going to be a ways off. But we're already on the way, so.
1: We don't have anything like that in the United States yet, though. I think it's over in Europe, rather,
5: really. No, we have, we have there's a couple of cities that are already 100% renewable. Have nice. you been
3: watching the news lately?
5: I watch nothing but the news, actually, oh, and, okay. and that's why I don't try to bring it up too much on the show. Right. Yeah. So you but if you go to my Twitter feed or anything on Facebook, you know I follow news pretty closely. Yes,
2: <laughs> So
3: true, you're, you're aware of the current climate crisis issue that they came out with the numbers. And oh, yeah, the, the, the official-backed government Yeah, the, they're a little worried that report. they might get fudged by the time they go... Public yet they've already well that, yeah leaked.
5: that's why they leaked it yeah so mm-hmm. that that so. Uh, couldn't be suppressed or put back and it, it's framing a very you know undeniable picture
3: on a non nerd topic I do suggest everyone to go and actually read it and look at it but going back to nerdness
1: <laughs> yeah. read. read I mean yes, well clima, climate science
5: and it. climate crisis it's a different kind of nerdism it's yeah you yeah, can so still be you can still be nerdy about
1: it yeah tree so. hugger that's tree hugger nerdy
3: thank you <laughs> yeah <laughs> hey do that's what we got to
1: do right now. Those trees are going to go away soon. I know. I had two die in my yard recently. Yeah. Oh,
3: <laughs> Every time I go up north, I have to hug a tree. And then I cry when I see a cactus.
1: March, I hear there's a con up there. <laughs> I,
3: we just heard about that. Yeah.
1: We might, might have to go up there. Yeah. I'm working on it. As soon as, he, as soon as he gives us the opportunity to get our passes, we'll try to get up there. Oh, yeah. This year.
5: <laughs> oh, and then I am doing some retro viewing. Uh, retro? This, some, some, you know, bucket list has always been on my list, have meant to watch movies. And I decided because of the Friday, the 13th video game, mm-hmm. which looked like a really great use of source material and <laughs> a great concept for a game. Cause it's like hide and seek for adults. Yep. Uh, it got me interested in, in the movie th- series. And so I've decided to, to marathon them. Uh, I've gone through about half of it and then I needed to, I needed a little bit of a break and we'll be finishing up the other half here shortly. Nice. Um, I didn't realize that these were like the Saw films where they came out every year and it was like a thing. And yep. I just tried to think what teens were like <laughs> going to see <laughs> these movies and uh, not having not having the reverence that Friday the 13th as a franchise has yeah. then.
2: Actually, I have a friend, uh, Christopher McCullough. I know he, he listens every once in a while. Uh, he actually streams, uh, live streams Friday the 13th when he plays... Mm. uh and uh, he's actually one I want to get on the show hopefully not not in the not too distant future uh he he comes up to Arizona a lot. he actually lives in California.
1: well we're starting to set up our interviews for oh I yeah. mean, we've got about three more uh, guests that we've got but then after that we're going be starting new Oh yeah, definitely I also talked to uh, amber bright um so she's going to be uh one of our guests in the near future. nice nice uh the best thing just to keep beating
5: that dead horse for a oh, second. Yeah. The, the last best thing about that uh, Friday the 13th watching is uh, seeing Crispin Glover in uh, the final chapter dancing like I have never seen anyone dance in a film before. And, <laughs> oh, my gosh, it's, it's the At, best thing ever.
2: Actually, segue with Crispin Glover. Because I'm a uh, huge Back to the Future fan. Of course. I actually started watching uh, American Gods. Oh,
5: I, you are. If you're telling me to watch that, you're on a long list of people who have already told me yes. to watch that.
2: Uh, I am. I am three episodes in, and uh, anybody who hasn't seen it, start watching it. Do not watch it with the kiddos.
1: <laughs> Trust me. I just recently started watching uh, a new show called Midnight Texas. I've heard about that one, uh, and I kind of like it. It's a kind of like a safe zone in Texas, a little out of the way. No, no sheriff. Anything. But uh, Supernatural lives there. Mm-hmm. You've got like a witch. You've got a, a, a were-tiger. Ooh. Oh, not a werewolf, a were-tiger. Uh, a vampire who's actually an energy vampire. So he does. He can do the blood thing, but he has the ability to kill other am- vampires. Nice. So it's pretty sweet. Um, so I actually like it. It's it's kind of nice. And uh, actually, I think a, a, an actress that's a uh, local i think actually had an opportunity to play a part on it so mm-hmm. i haven't uh, i haven't caught her i haven't found it yet so
3: what's it called again
1: midnight texas
3: and where are you streaming it
1: okay so on that note <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: so not no mm.
1: it's not any it, is it, is it is being streamed it is being streamed i get it into my house one way <laughs> or another
2: understood <laughs> So, what, 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 uh, Jess, have you been doing anything uh, nerdy lately?
3: Uh, Well, my version of nerd, if you count uh, the criminological or true crime side, I finished two different true crime series on Netflix. One that is called uh, Murder in the Family, it is a show with Laura Richards, who's on a podcast, and that's how I know her. She's on Real Crime Profile, and she is a professional. Uh, criminal psychologist in in the UK, and she goes over different types of uh, murderers who kill within their family. Um, A very good show, very informative, and it's pretty straightforward. Like I said, she's a professional. It's not an over-dramatized show. And then on the opposite note, I watched a show on Netflix called Occult Crime, which I do not suggest. (laughs) It's terrible watching. That's Um,
5: disappointing, because it sounds like that would be interesting. Oh, yes, it does. It does (laughs) sound like
3: it's interesting. I'm actually going to quote somebody's comment, because when I see a train wreck, I have to read all the comments, um, that it was pretty much You couldn't even call it really cult crime. You could call it cult crime. (laughs) And after like four episodes, you can turn it into kids who think they're vampires crime. Um, Twilight. (laughs) Yes, it's quite... um,
5: Twilight
2: crime. Yeah. Twilight was a crime.
3: I watched it for my terrible reasons of I'm also a Wiccan, like I've said before, and I wanted to watch experts in my field, air quotes, obliterate, obliterate and just deface my religion, and instead of doing my religion, they defaced centuria, bruja, uh, voodoo, hoodoo, and so many other different forms of neo-paganism that aren't white neopaganism that's a terrible phrase but the best way to say it and it was it's just caucasian
5: neopaganism
3: <laughs> um n- let's call it n- european neopaganism european neopaganism that was just like are you making fun of these or are you not being educated on these because you know there's not going to be an outcry i'm not I, sure I, it I was that's,
1: that's one of the reasons why you might like the midnight because uh, yeah. uh, there's a the witch in it mm-hmm. is a white you know, she's basically a Wiccan, mm-hmm. so she does everything nice, oh, and she hangs up these little things that'll they'll cleanse the, the house and do mm-hmm. this, and then they did an um, exorcism on the house, so it's kind of cool. Well,
3: I am interested in that yeah.
1: one. There's been yeah. like three episodes. Another usually good usually on Tuesday.
3: Another good one is Hemlock Grove.
1: I've been hearing a lot about that one. That one's actually The pretty name pretty sounds good. familiar, but I don't think I've checked it out. One mm-hmm. of
3: the actors is related to the guy who plays Floki from... Um, uh, Vikings. Vikings, yes. Yeah. It's <laughs> his younger brother, who's also... His father is the scientist from Thor. And his other brother just was in um, Tarzan. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. I did all this research because I was like, he looks like Alice Strug- Alex Struppgard. And I was like, holy shoot. All of these Struppgard's.
5: Too many street guards.
1: She hasn't been on our show very long because she k- keeps trying to catch her swear words. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
3: Holy fuck. There you go. There we go. Fuckery and shit.
2: Um, but, uh, yeah, cool. so, and uh, I, I guess we we did something nerdy apart last <laughs> together night. Apart. Uh, t- together apart. Together uh, apart. We both happened to actually watch the, uh, the the movie Sing Together Apart. That's
1: the cartoon, right? Yeah, the
2: cartoon about the, the singing animals, which I I, I kind of found that kind of hysterical. We didn't even know that Adorable. we didn't even talk about it at the time, so it was just like a nerdy
3: Yeah, we're eating dinner and he goes, "I watched Sing last night." Go, "Me too!" <gasps> oh.
2: I I was babysitting last night, so I was
1: ah. like I had
3: no <laughs> offspring excuse.
1: Yeah. Or um fry. I've gone retro a lot of with my uh, some of my watchings too. I actually went back and saw some of the Stargate universe, Stargate uh Atlantis. And then I just went further, further back and started watching Andromeda. <laughs> oh wow! You're, you're dating yourself there. Yeah, yeah, I went back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I guess we're going to start wrapping
2: up, but we also got some, uh, some pretty big news. This last week, uh, we have been approved for uh, the uh, Android... Oh, uh, um, Google Play. Google Play. Uh, so <laughs> I'm like, you had me totally lost. <laughs> I'm like, what? so you you can actually catch uh, catch the show now on Google Play. So if you have any friends who have Android phones, yes. um, they can definitely uh, start streaming us on the Google Play Store. Just look us up. Check it out. Con Check air it out.
1: Radio. That's yeah, right.
2: So now now we're on all different types of media. Now we're uh, of course SoundCloud, which was the original. We also yep. have iTunes. Uh, Star World Right Networks, now the Google Play Store. Uh, So definitely check us out. And, of course, if you guys want to help us out, check us out on our Patreon page. Absolutely. How do you get to our Patreon page? Uh, Use the internet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Well, once we as uns the interwebs
2: Yes,
1: go to patreon.com and then just look up Con Air Air Radio. Radio. They're basically all all the instructions to get to any of them. Is Patreon what you're looking for?
3: (laughs) Slash or just what you're
1: looking for? Slash, okay, <laughs> all
3: right, yeah. all right. slash, slash. Some people might be a little computer literate.
2: That is true.
3: Wait, do that one, that motion again with the. the thank you. <laughs> yeah, like you a,
0: d- yeah,
2: yeah, you know, you know, it, it was the slasher, it was a slasher motion, but it didn't look like it. He had a knife.
5: Yeah, those Friday the Thirteenth movies really, uh, <laughs> they really love to ride home on those hard violins. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's like Looney Tunes for adults. <laughs>
3: Didn't we just talk about Insidious' terrible noise? Now we're going to go into Friday the 13th.
5: Well, they were just really wanting to channel Hitchcock, and I'm like, mm, not with a mm. hockey mask or not. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I oh. always get a kick out of this, because it's always like the, the really hot chick is like the second or third, or no, the first or the second person that dies every time. Of I can't course. I remember <laughs> it was a
3: legitimate, like, actual horror movie. It wasn't making fun of horror movies. And the black guy looks around and goes... Uh, f- fuck no, nah, I'm heading out. And he like takes the van and then he comes back three days later. And he's like, It's over. <laughs> <laughs> I lived through it by not being It kinda
1: depresses me. I just also remembered that there's no FearCon this year. I have not seen anything on FearCon. Yeah. We're not doing any
2: Halloween. I don't know. We we might just have to make our own Halloween fun.
1: Our own Halloween con? <laughs> we Ooh. gotta do con. Ooh Holocon. Holocon? Holocon.
3: Holocon. We need to like go and
1: con air sac-
3: Hall secure
2: that now yeah for those of you listening if you want to help out Patreon <laughs> <laughs> Holocon is trademarked Holocon is now officially trademarked by Connor Radio. Radio yes. uh, so anyway yeah we uh, of course next time uh, next time you talk to us we will be
1: uh, one week removed from Game On correct and so then our guest uh, on that week will be somebody Jeannie uh, Jeannie Kosh Jeannie mm-hmm. Kosh okay uh, local author, definitely.
2: awesome. Mm-hmm. All right, so thank you again for listening. Make sure you share uh, and like our Facebook page, Con I do Air like Radio. Facebook page. Yes, mm-hmm. I like it too. It's pretty good. Follow I us like on
5: that. our various social media platforms. Absolutely, Con yes.
3: Air Radio. Just look it up. And, and a couple
1: awesome. of us do have individuals. You can find the film Dropout on Twitter and, and Instagram, and Instagram. <laughs> and Instagram. Of course, I am Con Air Jared. Correct. On and, Twitter and Blu-ray
2: Jared on um, on Instagram. Blue Blue Blu-ray Rewind guy on No, Instagram. I thought it was Jared. Uh, it, it, it's, it, you better figure it out. I, gotta, figure it. I, haven't, keep... I haven't used Instagram in like two months. Insta night. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we will definitely catch you guys later. And uh, just a quick sneak peek. You guys will be... Uh, making sure to take a quick look and see, because you might be seeing some videos coming out from us within the next couple of months. We're going to finally use that
1: uh, YouTube channel? (laughs)
2: Yeah, we're going to finally use that YouTube channel, so keep your eyes open. (laughs) So from all of us here at Con Air Radio, we'll catch you next time. Hasta la
3: vista. Stay safe.
0: I see trees of green Red roses, too. I see them blue for me and you, and I think to myself, Bullshit, what a wonderful world. Where are you going? Going to pick a fight. Don't be too
3: proud of this technological terror you've constructed.